Hello, Connor. Hello, Trenton. How are you? Doing well. It's cold outside. It is right now. Probably not when the uh, when yeah, the video goes on air, but right yeah, not quite. And hello, audience. Uh, welcome to Switching Reels. May the force be with you. Or not. Depends. <laughs> or not. I don't. <laughs> I don't know your denomination of the force. Maybe it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're a Han Solo type. Maybe you're a Han Solo type. Um, eventually, he comes around to the force. Not yet. That's true. That's because he hasn't stepped on the scene. We watched The Phantom Menace today. Star Wars, Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. And... Very first. Yep. Ever created. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... So, I... We're going to come at this, I think, a little little differently based on our conversations before this. I really enjoy this one. So, for recommendations, if you want to watch Star Wars... You should watch this one. I I agree. I don't know if this is the one that I would have people start on. I don't know that I would have you start with this one either. I think there's good watch lists online that tell you what order to go and watch these in. Yeah. It's not necessarily the order that we're going to watch them in. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah. When I watch Star Wars, I tend to want to watch it in chronological order. Right? And I... One through six are Star Wars in my mind. Um, As much as some of the cool stuff like uh, Rogue One and that kind of stuff, like I still enjoy them. Yeah. It doesn't fit with one through six. And the less said about the sequel trilogy, the better, as far as I'm concerned. No, I completely agree with you. Um, I really did my best to try and enjoy them. Actually, I do enjoy talking about the sequel trilogy just because there's a lot to talk about there. But we have a bonus episode on us talking about the sequel work. We're not going to watch them. We'll just talk about them. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Awesome. That um, sounds great. But yeah, so uh, I do consider this one of the Star Wars movies. Yep. Um, does it deserve to be on the top 250 list? I would say no. This one, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that I've seen any movies so far in the top 250 that are worse than this movie. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, that is not to say, again, I actually really enjoy Phantom Menace. Phantom yeah. Menace is not, like, I, I do not have the hate for it that some people do in the world. Yeah. Um, but it's not top 250 worthy at all. Um. So I'm going to agree. It does not deserve its place on the top. It doesn't have a place on the top 250 list, and it should not have one. Um, Is it only the original trilogy on the top 250? Yes. Okay. Revenge of the Sith didn't make it. Nope. Um, And I will say, this is, of those six that I consider Star Wars, this is the only one I actually dislike thoroughly. (laughs) I'm so looking forward to hearing (laughs) why. Um, (laughs) Very excited. It's probably not going to be that exciting. It's more for what it does not do. Yeah, I, was, I thought you were going to say that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. For what it does. Um, Absolutely. For ratings. Um, yeah, cool. And this is part of the reason that I do still consider it Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, technically speaking, everything short of like the actual character or uh, the the scene direction and Mm -hmm. some of the writing issues. Um, If you look at it purely from an audiovisual perspective, it is phenomenal. And it's still, yeah. And this is coming from someone who dislikes CG in a lot of 
like anytime it's in your face, I have issues with CG. Totally. I can get past it for this. I absolutely can as um, well. Yep. No, and totally. I, I think it has to do a lot with putting care into the design. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big portion of why I don't like a lot of CG is because there's not a whole lot of love and care put into it. Completely. Um, Makes sense to me. But yeah, this one, it absolutely used it as a creative tool. And I, I love that. Absolutely. It is a gorgeous world that they make here. But some of the plot elements, some of the character uh, or the characterization stuff, um, some of the writing, it does take a hit in my technical uh, category. So for me, this is going to be like a technical seven. Cool. Um, it's not awful. It's not awful. Um, but it is, if, if it were able to deliver on those other por portions, your non-tangible technical portions mm -hmm. absolutely would have blown me out of the water. Completely. But yeah, unfortunately, I can't go higher than a seven. Yeah, that so, one's that one's a a light seven. Yeah, strong okay. six to a light seven. <laughs> um, enjoyment on this one this is probably around a four, which granted. <laughs> Thankfully, you didn't give him enjoyment for Scrooge. Otherwise, I did. Oh, Scrooge did? was also a four, but it was Ooh. only a four because of oh, watching it so with you guys. Nice. It would have been lower. This one, but that's sad. this one's a four. Well, it's not. It's below average, right? Five is. I enjoyed this. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great, but most uh, like old school comedies kind of fall into this, like into a five category for me where I'm like, yeah, if there's nothing I'd rather watch or I just feel like watching a comedy, then like, yeah, it's fine. But totally. like, and it's just below that. Yeah, it's just below that. <laughs> um, just to the point where I have to go from, yes, I like this sometimes to I just don't like it. I just don't like <laughs> it. <laughs> nice. Good to know. All yeah. Right. So it's just shy of ambivalence. It's just shy of ambivalence. <laughs> <laughs> or just a little harder. It could be an ambivalent. <laughs> That's fantastic. So for me, I'd probably go a, a seven for enjoyment. Like, I okay. I enjoy watching it. Yeah. Um, there's not... And I'm looking forward to hearing more about the technical things and plot things that you uh, are speaking of. Because, yeah. like, I, I enjoy watching it. There's, like, yeah. some of the dialogue is rough. Um, and I'll absolutely grant that. Um, <laughs> Jar Jar Binks is one of my favorite characters. He still is. You are a, an interesting human being, and this is part of the reason I wanted to do this podcast with you. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited. So technical, I would probably uh, I bump one up. I probably I'm probably at an eight. Okay. Um, for similar reasons of actually like enjoying it. So um, yeah, the things that were, are there, I'm like, oh, I can gloss over. It's a Star Wars movie, and I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so this is where we bring out our spoiler warning. Yes. Um, I need to make a spoiler sign. Oh yes, that would be, be super cool. Uh, let us know if you want a spoiler want card spoiler in the spoiler alert. Oh, I thought you meant like in the editing process. But... No, it's gonna be real. Oh, like a physical spoiler a physical sign. Physical spoiler sign. I'm for it. Awesome. <laughs> um, if you're for anything else, though, please like, comment, subscribe. Get in contact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, I feel like that's just janky enough for our podcast, though. I it, love it. <laughs> absolutely fits. I'll, as soon as I add a curtain here to balk off all this stuff, I'll go and add a janky sign. <laughs> It'll be great. 
We just got to get a piece of like cardboard and yeah, like duct tape a, a popsicle stick to it. That. Yeah, yes, a couple popsicle sticks. Oh, okay. Make sure it doesn't doesn't break. Exactly. Oh, I was thinking those <laughs> popsicle sticks are gonna be spoiler. Oh, the front. Anyway, uh, so this is summaries. Yeah. Um... <laughs> how does Star Wars? How does Star Wars start canonically? <laughs> With the opening scrawl. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Long time ago. Um, well, yeah, that's true. Um, so. <sighs> There's a lot going on in this. And weirdly, it feels like a lot of, and, and I think this is part of the reason that I, I don't like this one so much is it feels like there's a lot that is useless to talk about, <laughs> but if you cut it out, you can't have the movie, right? Like I can't gloss over the Trade Federation blockade and it'd still be the same movie. <laughs> but true. also what useful is there to talk about with the Trade Federation blockade? All right, so the summary <laughs> is of this movie. Star Wars The Phantom Menace, the beginning of canonical Star Wars, begins with pretty... Okay, sorry. Begins with... <laughs> See, it's hard. <laughs> no, it but I had one. I was rehearsing it up to this point. Oh. So it begins with uh, a greedy trade corporation doesn't like that Big Daddy Republic is taxing their trade goods. So they're like, yo, Naboo, blockade. Also, we're going to make a deal with some shifty figures. And then um, after they try and get it resolved with the other magic people of the place, Jedi, the Jedi try and resolve it, um, they can't. They leave. Their shit gets blown up. They find a kid who was conceived by the Force. They uh, use him to fix their ship. They go back and they take Naboo back. And therefore, there's no more blockade. Back to square one. But with a kid. That was conceived by the Force. Yeah. I feel like you missed the entire Phantom Menace part of it, but that's fine. <laughs> I'm not oh, I going to... I did gloss over the Sith part. Yeah. And the Sith came That's back. kind of the point <laughs> of the movie, though. <laughs> that's the... Yes, it is. No, absolutely. Everything I just described is what they like. Kind of tried to base the storyline on, yeah. but it was basically just to be like, "Look at these cool people." Yeah, that we're introducing. Yeah, cool designs. Right. Yeah, and I. Yeah. <sighs> okay. <laughs> this this movie has problems, and I will. I'll be honest, I do not think that this has as many problems as a lot of people do think. Um, there are some great, like, deep dive reviews into how bad the prequels are. The really famous one is the Red Letter Media. Uh, like, it's like, I don't know, I think it's like two and a half hours. Nice. Over the course of several videos where the guy goes into just how bad the prequels are and i don't think everything that is leveled against the prequels as being bad is that bad um i think there was a lot of there were a lot of technical issues that turned into 
other thing. It's a long story. Um, <laughs> okay. So what uh, don't you like about The Phantom Menace? Okay. What I don't like about The Phantom Menace. Um, the easy ones that are really surface level. I don't like Jar Jar Binks. Okay. Easy one. I don't like Anakin Skywalker, and I don't blame the actor. I blame the fact that... He's written badly. Well, yeah. He's written badly, and kids are hard to direct. And I'll be honest, George Lucas is not an amazing director. <laughs> He's good, but he is primarily an ideas person. Mm -hmm. um, and trying to get him to do, like, character direction... Totally. Nah. doesn't work that well. It's why the characters are probably the weakest part of when we get there. Uh, A New Hope or the original Star Wars. Totally. Right? Characters are the weakest part of that. Um, they get better in Empire Strikes Back and uh, Return of the Jedi. Um, so anyway, George Lucas directing a kid and the kid was not written well to begin with. Um, so... Jar Jar, Anakin. Um, honestly, the Gungans in general. Yeah, I think that was just a, a... Like, I love a lot of the, like, shots of them where you get, like, a sense of their culture and yeah, that kind of thing. And absolutely. that's the detail that was missing in the sequel trilogy, right? When you have the them riding into battle and you've got just the three feathers on the back of all their... their animals and everything and you just go oh they actually have like things that we're not told about that are unique to them and yeah. probably hold some sort of significance absolutely right um so i like that aspect of it but like their entire like we don't like the naboo people because they're all haughty and pretentious pretentious and then they bow to a small group of them. A very small group. Bow with, 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 the queen. with the queen. Sure. But they bow to their boss and he just goes, oh, we're going to be friends now. He literally says, I think we're going to be friends. Exactly. And it's like, this is not how negotiations work. This is not how diplomacy works. This is not how nations come together. Are you sure? Yes. It is far more... <laughs> <laughs> You're goading me. Um... <laughs> uh, but yeah, there are just... There are so many issues with this. And I think the other part is... You know, what I was talking about earlier. Where it's just... A lot of it's unnecessary. There's a lot of unnecessary, it does feel. Or it feels like it's, they added, like, there's, there's, like, a concept of, uh, like, spaghetti code in programming, where just all of your code is slightly tangentially connected to every other piece, and if you take one out, it breaks, but you really need to take that one out because it's badly written. Or yeah. there's some other thing going on. There's a bunch of small, very loosely connected pieces, like you were saying at the beginning, mm -hmm. that if you take one out, you break the story, right? but you didn't need it. Like, you don't right. actually need it. You could have put something else there and made it flow nicer. Absolutely, yeah. That's, I think that's exactly what I'm running into, that right? Like, sense. yeah. 
And I will say there was a there was a pretty widespread theory. Um, somebody wrote like a full essay on uh, the idea that Jar Jar Binks was supposed to originally be like the big Sith Lord. Yes. And honestly, if they would have followed through with that, I think I it could have been, been cool. So cool. But being afraid of turning their Comedy. very poorly received comic relief yeah <laughs> um there is not very many examples of a more heavy-handed comic relief yeah even comedies like yeah i will agree with that and i am usually a fan of the comic relief absolutely right like i will usually watch something and be like yeah they didn't actually put any work into that character but i liked him <laughs> i liked it it was good but with jar jar i just can't I think part of it is that the comedy doesn't work. No, and he's also useless. Like, the, yeah. the pieces of the, like, whenever Qui-Gon takes him, he's like, maybe he'll be a good navigator. Doesn't work at all navigating. The only, right, like, yeah. one slightly useful thing that Jar Jar does is takes them to the sacred place right before the last battle on Naboo. Yeah. It's the only valuable thing he does, except for getting them into the Gungan city to begin with. Yeah. And Otherwise, he, he is useless. Yeah. Uh, um, so I like it, yeah. Because um, even though there are, are all of these small little detached pieces, uh, and the story is not actually like very well executed. As a kid, I couldn't care less about a blockade. I loved all these cool Sith people, and why yeah. are they fighting? I don't know why they're fighting, but it's cool. Yeah, I love it. I love the pod race. I love all of these other little pieces that are very very cool. Like the pod race is really really well done. Oh yeah, I don't think anybody would yeah. argue with that. Space battles, I think, are really cool. Yeah, the idea of the as a kid, I loved the oh he's just gonna go inside and destroy it. I like that. Yeah, like, that's a fun little thing to do. Yeah. Um, I liked the fact that Anakin was able to go and use the only skill set he has, which is pod racing in another yeah. scenario, and it wasn't really foreshadowed. That was kind of cool right, as well. Yeah. Um, the entire stint on Coruscant is useless. I don't think that's useful. I mean, it's getting not... Palpatine. Yeah, said. but the whole... Sorry, spoilers. The whole point... Well, we've, we're past the spoiler tag, so we're I good. Know, spoilers for other movies. Oh, yeah. Um... Yeah. Anyway, uh, but no, because it's it's set up for the next few movies. Yep. While they're on Coruscant, it's important for the way that they proceed once they get to Coruscant, right? Because like, well, that's true. Okay, so the Jedi part is pretty important. Yeah, the Jedi part's important, and like, so there are reasons for them to be there, but like, yeah. I, I will say there are there are two arguments that I've heard a lot about why it was bad. And I don't hate midichlorians. I don't know that I do either. I think part of it was people coming in from the original trilogy and going from like, it's a mystical yeah. force. They, that It went from soft magic, like entirely soft magic system yeah. that you understood. Like you had a good understanding of why the force happens. It's this yeah. whole mystical force thing. We love yeah. Yoda. Yeah. To and you either are attuned to it or you aren't. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's a it's probably hereditary. We don't care. Right. <laughs> we yeah. don't know why there's force sensitive users and not force sensitive users. Yeah. So I can see the like uh adding that little bit more of hard magic system yeah. 
and having it be a microscopic thing that lives inside of your cells and yeah. having it sound a lot like mitochondria makes it a little difficult. Yeah. Like. Yeah. So, like, I, I understand why some people hated it, but I, I don't. I like the Mandalorian. <laughs> I, I don't feel one way or another. I'm like, yeah, it was a piece of world building they wanted to throw in there. That's yeah, fine. there you go. It doesn't um, change the story. Yeah. I don't think we hear Mandalorians very often, if at all, in the next two movies. I don't know if we do. I think it's just I think it, Menace. It may have been because of the backlash. There was a lot of backlash to this movie. Um, it was a few weeks delayed, like it always is with very hyped movies, but... Um, yeah but uh the other one is the politics side mm. just throughout the prequels right like there's a lot of people that hate the fact that we spend time in the senate and that kind of thing and honestly like politics can be interesting oh, i mean they, like these aren't the same people that like read dune fair enough so uh, i can understand <laughs> if you're going for like looking at star wars for original like four yeah. five and six yeah. The only mention of a Senate is Darth Vader destroying it. Like, or Palpatine, know Palpatine destroying it. I don't even know if that's... 30 minutes of the movie. He's like, the Galactic Senate is no longer... Oh, that's right. He says at the very beginning... Uh, he disbands it. He disbands it. Um, and that's basically all the politics you get. Yeah. Um, I If I were to make a concern about the politics is that it was, like, so watered down... Like, yeah. I feel like, again, this would have been one that could have been kind of cool to stick to a little bit more, especially since it's such an important part in the next two movies. Yeah. Like, for the formation of the Galactic Empire is the reason for the next four movies. Like, you have the rebel in the rebels in the Empire. You need to have a good foundation for it. So, yeah, I feel like they could have done stronger there a little yeah. bit. Um, but I can see the politics being. Yeah. Um. So, standout scenes. Standout scenes. Honestly, the battle at the end is just really cool. It's all so the way cool. All, and all different like, pieces of it. Like, yeah. I love how they do the three different shots or the three different areas. Yeah. It does feel like they're trying to one up uh, Return of the Jedi, where Return of the Jedi had the space battle and yeah. the battle on Endor. And the confrontation with Luke. And, and yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And so they try to do that again. Yeah. And it doesn't work as well. Yeah, I don't know if it even didn't work as well, mainly because of Duel of the Fates. Like, that's yeah. the, the soundtrack. Well, yeah. Is the primary reason that I would be like, oh, okay, no, this one does its own thing, I think. Yeah. Like, well, and I think the, I think the issue is, so, number one, the Gungan battle with the droids. The droids. Yeah, it's okay. Kind of. I feel like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It has a lot of the Jar Jar just fumbling his way to success. I love the droid getting stuck on his foot and he just <laughs> kills three droids with it. <laughs> One of them being a droid to cut. I just I think it's fantastic. It's so funny. I need to know how I'm a boomer. Here, take this one. <laughs> it's so funny. You and I are different people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's probably also like I have a lot of like childhood memories for some reason around Phantom Menace. I do too, but I also am not a very nostalgic person. Ah, <laughs> that is a very good point. I do have slightly more nostalgia than I cannot, you do. I cannot tell you how many movies I've gone back to that I was like, oh, I loved this no, as a kid, and then went, 
why did I like this? <laughs> this is awful. Connor shoots his inner child again. <laughs> but no, I actually, I went through a cycle with this one where I've, uh, I started out loving it as a kid. And then I kind of went, ah, no, it's bad. It's just all bad. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, and now I'm kind of at a place where I, I do think that I have a more balanced view of it. Totally. Where I can take it apart and go, okay, these are the things that are bad and these are the things that are good. We'll talk about that more next episode because that's the one that I've had the most shift. Ooh, I'm excited. It's the one I loved the most when I was a kid. It was um, the one I most despised when I went through my, like, all the prequels are bad phase. Yeah, absolutely. And it's the one that I have the most mixed feelings I'm on. I'm so excited. Clone Wars, man. Oh, that's, I'm looking forward Tangle to that. Clones. <sighs> Clone Wars is, is the, the show. show. <laughs> yep. It is the Clone Wars, not okay. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> that's my fault. No, you're I'm good. I'm a fake Star Wars fan. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to tell you, but my mom called the Attack of the Clones the Clone Wars for a really long time. Yeah, it's the one I always hit that I get wrong. That's rough. Um, so yeah. other standout scenes, love the pod race. I've always loved the pod race. Yeah, pod race is good. Um, I think the in the original cut, because I, I feel like... Did they do a different cut? I think they have a theatrical and, and a not necessarily extended, but there's more in it cut. Because I remember, at least as a kid, so I'll have to go and find it again. Yeah. Um, my family loved the theatrical cuts of a lot of them. Mm -hmm. um, and the pod race is so much more disconcerting. There's a lot more of just random, like the, the scenes don't make as much sense. Really? Yeah, it's actually very, very strange, as I remember it as a child. So I'll have to go and see if I yeah. can find it. Um, In fairness, as a kid, it's quite possible that you just missed certain stuff, and then when you went back to it... I've it watched just... it so many times. Yeah. Like, I haven't watched this as much as Lord of the Rings, but my family loved watching The Phantom Menace, and we would quote Jar Jar in the house. Because <laughs> almost all of us loved Jar Jar. <laughs> I'm a weird, and that's almost guaranteed where my like fondness for this movie comes from. Oh yeah, is the fact that my family loved it, and uh, so um, Pod Race is great. Um, you only see Force like the really fast Force run in this movie. Yeah, that is one thing that I noticed. One like, time. Yeah, <laughs> the they only time. use it. Right at the beginning, too. Right like at the it's beginning. Not... They don't use it any other times. And they're so far down the corridor and at in, that point. In, in fairness, it's something that could really break some other scenes. No, absolutely. In the, in the series. Um, so I understand why they didn't This isn't a martial art movie. Like, yeah. If it was, you could do some of the cool like faster motion stuff. But yeah. uh, it's not what we're going for here. The yeah. sword play is fantastic. Leave it at that. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah, that makes total sense. Also, another thing I thought about in this watch through, and I think I've seen it posted at random points, it would have been highly unlikely that they would have been able to sneak aboard one of the droid ships to go down to the ground because droid ships don't need atmosphere. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, they don't need to pressurize it. They yeah. don't need oxygen. They that's don't need anything. One thing that's <laughs> always bothered me about this, like, I remember thinking about it even as a kid and being like, wait, how did they get down to the planet? Exactly. Because <laughs> like, they're just in the spaceship and then they're on the planet. Because even if, like, just for sake of argument, let's say they do have atmosphere. Yeah. If it gets too cold, it freezes the circuitry or something, or something yeah, like absolutely that. Can. Um, 
How are they sneaking on board without anyone noticing? Jedi mind trick. They're droids. <laughs> and if they kill droids, we see tons of them walking around. So we know that they're going to get into a huge fight before that, and they're not getting off the ship quietly. Yeah. We see the ships later, like, just dropping droids. Dropping them. There's so, so like, many droids. There's so many. There's no space for them on this ship. And if there is, they're definitely getting noticed. Yeah. Yeah, and though actually at the same time, whenever they're sneaking on that balcony before they rescue Amidala and everyone while they're being processed, mm-hmm. they like the fact that the droids can't see them because they're standing just like a foot or two above the like in plain sight, and these droids they've are got, looking back. They've and got forth. really narrow field of view. <laughs> yeah, it's like right here <laughs> and here in sight. That's why I had to move their heads so much to look around. A design flaw. Also, <laughs> all of the droids. So we don't even. I feel like, like we're making excuses. I'm, I'm, I'm loving the battle tech. I, I actually, I'm loving the the little little tech things. This is great. Um, for example, all of the regular droids have a gun, like strapped to them, like yeah. they're a human being. Yeah. Eventually, they go to the super battle droids in uh, episode two, and they finally have all of the guns attached to them, like you should for a robot that's trying to kill things. Yeah. I feel like these robots were repurposed. You know, like they're a trade corporation, therefore they're not paying people, therefore they're making robots, and then they're like, oh no, we had to do a blockade, get them some guns. So what you're saying is these are worker droids that are being forced, <laughs> this is what's forced my, to kill. At this very second, I'm creating the theory that absolutely all of the regular battle droids are not battle droids, they are worker droids that have been indentured into fighting. We don't see any super battle droid commanders, though. We only see regular battle droid commanders. Yeah, you're right. So either supervisors, <laughs> they're just supervisors. Like they are the like because like with that that kind of distributed network, you can have one big thing like they did in the starship, mm-hmm. but that obviously has a security flaw. You lose the starship, you lose your droids. Yeah. So if you go and distribute the system across multiple different commanders that are controlling different smaller units, uh, you. We see commanders in this one, and we also see the one ship get destroyed and all of the robots get shut down. Oh, yeah. They, for some reason, uh, said screw it. Okay. (laughs) That's it. Also, that's one thing. They they did a blockade. Where did the rest of the ships go? Yeah, where did the rest of, like, the Why did they make them leave? I feel like they made them leave after the... um, planet was under control which is just a dumb idea yeah no that doesn't that doesn't make any sense and also with how radio works i imagine you only be able to control droids on one half of the planet unless you had some sort of like relay system well we don't know that they're using radio they could be using any number of things they could be using any number of things Good point. I apologize. This is uh, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, let's... Uh, wait, I've got one more before okay, I, before we move on. I think that the end scene should have been cut. Really? I think it's last. so fun, though. I love the song. I love I think the, the song. I think the song was so well done, but yes. it didn't fit. With the message of the movie and sort of where you're supposed to be leaving off, mm-hmm. the scene right before that 
is a wonderful ending. Yeah, it is, that's a very good point. Like, you have a closure with Qui-Gon. Mm -hmm. You have uh, Obi-Wan telling Anakin that he's going to uh, be, his, yeah, be his Padawan. And then you have Mace Windu and Yoda talking about the fact that there's another Sith out there. They just don't know which one they killed. Good cliffhanger. And it sets up the next movie like yep. they were trying to do Absolutely. with this whole movie. Yeah. And they should have ended there. Like, yeah. that would have been a wonderful place to end. Either cut it or flip it. Um, I did notice that there was a lot of homage to the original Star Wars. No. No, the original. I, I was thinking that uh, you have that same, like, metal presenting ceremony at that's the end in, of episode that's six. That's in the original Star Wars. It's in four? Uh-huh. Oh, I thought it was six. And six is the one where they do the... Uh, oh, you're right. The, the Ewok. Yes, yeah. okay. Cool. Ewok party. Ewok party. You're right. I apologize. Um, yeah. No, you're right. Okay, number four. You're right. So yeah. that makes much more sense. My so brain couldn't rectify it. There's that. There's the uh, line that Qui-Gon tells Obi-Wan about, uh, you see it, but it's from your point of view. Yeah. Or that's the truth from your point of view. Exactly. Um, there's... There's something with C-3PO, I thought. It's, I just saw a lot of homage this time through um, that I had never seen before. And that makes went, total sense, actually. Oh, this has always kind of been like a part of Star Wars is like the fan service. But what I appreciated about this one that was not done in the sequels mm -hmm. was it was subtle. Yeah. It was subtle enough that this is the first time I've seen it, and I've seen all of the Star Wars movies several times. And the fact that I was just able to pick certain things up this time, I thought, okay, that was cool. Yeah. It was something where you were rewarded Absolutely. for having seen it, not where it was like just jammed <laughs> but, down your throat because... Absolutely, because it's Star Wars, and you're exactly. going to love it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. No, totally. That's a really good point. So, um, yeah. Are there themes in this? Not really, and I think that's part of that's another part of the reason that this one just doesn't do yeah. it for me is the the themes are so absent from this, and Star Wars has themes. Yeah, it does. Mostly like, balance in the force. Yeah, and... it has themes about good and evil. It yeah. has themes about um, people and how they are able to be redeemed or how they are able to be corrupted. Yeah. And we don't see any of that in this really, one. Really, really not very much of any. It's, you have a couple passing comments on like some balancing acts. So like Obi-Wan goes and mentions to the Gungans at the very beginning, like, hey, you know, the, the Naboo, get wrecked, yeah, you're yeah, going to get wrecked. Yeah. Um, you have a symbiotic relationship. Exactly. Yeah. And the Metachlorians kind of play into that too, like the whole balance thing. Yeah. And you have Qui-Gon talking about the living force versus whatever they teach you in school. Um, and he's the only one that really talks about like the living force. Yeah. Most all of, all of the rest of the Jedi are just like, no, nah, it's just the force, man. It's good and bad. Yeah, but they never really explain any difference. That's true. I um, agree. So, you know. Qui-Gon does. Like he focuses, he he thinks there's a distinction. I think. Okay. Um. And uh, one other thing, um, we do have 
Yoda saying, hey, fear leads to anger. Anger leads to there anger is some good foreshadowing in this, but and I don't then, necessarily think that Oh, that's true. Oh, that translates the theme. the theme. Oh, it's not a theme. Yeah. Sorry, I'm kind of backtracking. Yeah, I completely agree with you. He also, though, mentions that he has fear of training Anakin um, at the end. Yeah. <laughs> that is interesting. Interesting thoughts. Yeah. That's all I got. I do like, and this is something that we'll see as we go through, but you do see the progression of what Yoda says in this one through the next two movies. Nice. Um, you know, where he says fear leads to anger. Fear. Anger is where Anakin is in the second one. Yeah. Spoilers. Um, anger leading to hate. That's what he switches to by the end of the third movie. And hate leads to suffering. He kills a bunch of kids. Exactly. <laughs> kills a bunch of kids. And then also, like, his entire existence up to when he's saving his son at the very end is suffering. Yeah. He's suffering. He's in this awful suit forever. Yeah. Uh, and then he's, like, the iron fist, force fist, whatever, of yeah. the Empire. Like, he is not having a good time. Yeah. So I do think that there's some really good... Completely agree. Foreshadowing with that. But um, again, you're right. It's not a theme. It's yeah. just the... It's... it's it, They felt like... Yeah. This one was just setting up everything. But again, on relatively... It's like if you ask someone to come and lay foundation and they laid like an inch of concrete. Yeah. Or I don't know actually how buildings are built less than that. Like it's just enough to get the job done, but it's not great to go and build on. Yeah. Um, but you had to. Yeah. Except they were bringing in the house already built to oh, set yes. on top of the exactly. foundation. Yeah. No, entirely. We know what the house is going to be like. Hey, give me some foundation. I. I feel like this analogy is going to break down if we drill like into it too concrete. much. Like the concrete. Awesome. Um, technical things that stand out. I mean, we've already gone kind through some of them. This, yeah. um, but I just want to uh, touch on real fast. The sound design is just Gorgeous. incredible. Ugh. Every time I watch one of these Star Wars movies, there's something that just in a good way, makes my skin crawl. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Like, this is nice chills. In this one, it's the it's the blaster pistol that Padme's using. Oh. oh it's, it's just so, so cool. Oh, it's such a good one. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yes. Um, like, that's that's a big part of it. The for pod me, races. For me, it's the um, four attack sequence right after um, Obi-Wan comes out of the to fight darth maul after he's darth maul's killed qui-gon there's a yeah uh, like a choo, 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 choo sound yeah and it's just oh i love it every time yeah it's gorgeous oh small theme thing that was definitely not through the whole movie but it's it's just a really interesting tidbit in star wars for me let's do it is that in that scene where qui-gon is meditating while Darth Maul is pacing back and forth, um, shows like the dichotomy between the Sith and the Jedi. Yeah. And the fact that him pacing like an impatient animal. Yeah, like a right? predator or something yeah. that is really not excited that he has to be waiting right now. Yeah. And, you know, Qui Gon taking the what would be considered the more enlightened route does not save him. No. Right? He still loses to Darth Maul because yeah. Darth Maul is still 
just stronger, stronger like, than him. Yep. Yeah. And I don't know. There is something there it's a good that feeling it. Well, I don't know if it's a good feeling. I, I think it is. Like it's a. Sorry, but keep going. Um, it is something that we don't see very often in anything. Yeah. Where the right path is not necessarily the one that's going to allow you to win. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I feel like there's just there's something to that. Completely it's just, agree. It's really cool to see them willing to do that. Yeah. I think that was really cool. And you had Obi-Wan not doing either. Like, he was in the middle between the two. Like, yeah. he wasn't pacing. Like, he, he wasn't patient. You could tell. Yeah. But, like, he was focused. Right, yeah. Um, between the two different yeah. postures. So. Yeah. Uh, any more technical things? I don't think so. No? Uh, oh, uh, lightsaber duels in this are really just cool. Oh, I love them. Yeah. Like, um, we don't have a ton of them. We have the very small confrontation with um, Maul and Qui-Gon Jinn on Tatooine. And mm-hmm. we have the Duel of the Fates and all of that. Yeah. But even some of the ones where they're just Fight mowing droids? through droids. <laughs> so yeah, it's just fun to watch. <laughs> it is just fun to watch. And droids um, are the best ones to watch. Yeah, because like, they just... They just crumble. Yeah. But it's just such a... They did so well with it. Like, yeah. you enjoy watching them just plow through droids. Yeah. It's so fun. <laughs> It's a really good time. Um, yeah. So our next film, our next film will so, be Attack of the Clones. It is. So at, for anyone that hasn't caught it, um, we are going to start trying to go and watch um, the foundational films of films that are on the top 250, which is why mm-hmm. we're watching them right now. Yeah. Uh, even though none of the Star Wars prequels are on the list, we wanted to go and yeah. watch them and, um, have that discussion so that it's better informed for going yeah. into four, five, and six. And this won't be do something we do, I think, with every film that's like this. Well, yeah, Batman. We still could have done it could've. just in order. Yeah. Um, you know, like we did with Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, but there are some where there are probably just going to be too many films for us to do that. Uh, like Harry Potter has one movie on the top 250 list and I don't might... want to make a review for every one of yeah. those. <laughs> yeah. This one, this one, half of the movies are on the, exactly. on there. So I, I feel like it's okay to do, um, Marvel's another one. You yeah. convinced me that I have to watch all the Marvel movies with you, but, but we're not going to make episodes on them. I don't like... think on all of them. Yeah. No. Cause Ooh. that would be a lot. Um, so much. So yeah. Uh, but for Star Wars, we're going to do it. And I think some of that is also because it's something that you and I both share a little bit of a love for. We love Star Wars. Yeah. Like, I, I haven't gone into the non-canon stuff, but I would love to yeah. at some point, I think, after I finish Brandon Sanderson and everyone else. Yeah. Um, that's something I very much want to go into. Uh, you'll never finish Brandon Sanderson because nope, he writes faster fast. than we can read. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but have you seen... Attack, Attack of the Clones. Clones. I have seen Attack of the Clones. Yes, absolutely. My favorite substance is sand. I have also seen Attack of the Clones. <laughs> and I don't like sand. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. All right. How do we end this? <laughs>